Well, hello, everyone. This is Gene Mims and Jeff Mims, pastors of Judson Baptist Church and uh, the new church plant, the gathering at 840 in Page Middle School. Hope you had a great Christmas. Boy, I love Christmas holidays. I get fired up in early, early November, and I'm still glowing. You know, I, I still, I, I'm sad when it goes away. Unfortunately, my children don't celebrate like I do because, <laughs> you know, they don't have it. I don't know. I, I tried to do my best, but they don't have the Christmas spirit like I do. Did y'all have Christmas this year? I like Christmas. You it's like great. it. See, like it. There you go, right there. It's great. You should have said, I love it. I, 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 I'm I all about it, but yeah, I like it. It's okay. I like nativity yeah. scenes and Christmas yes, cookies and. Yeah. I like candlelight services, something you don't like. I love candlelight services with fake candles that, that glimmer. Totally cheesy. Yes, we do it right. every year here at Judson well, Baptist Church. Nobody's hair has got caught on fire and don't have any wax in the pews. And, you know, the fire, mar- fire Marshal Gene has spoken. That's there right. No, fire Marshal doesn't check no, us out. There are no real candles. I hope that by the time uh, I'm retired and gone, you'll go back to it. And the <laughs> Burn first, the place down. Right, and I hope, that, <laughs> I hope that when the first person's hair catches on fire that somebody calls me, and I'm going to say, well, I told you. <laughs> Everything funny. in the world is fake. So why would you light a thousand candles in a church? What do you mean? What, wait, wait. What do you mean everything in the world is fake? Well, we have fake music and synthesizers, and you know, we have fake news and <laughs> we have fake a lot of things that I won't go into. Yeah, it's just kind of rough. Oh my goodness! Well, listen, we're going to talk about this year. We started in January of uh, this year, and now we're ending up. It's been a fast year. Uh, somebody told me a long time ago that when you get older, the days are long, the years are short, and I believe it. I tell you what, this year has absolutely flown by so we're going to do a little reflection on this year so you want to you want to start chasing that i've got some uh, thoughts but you might want to chase it first well it has been a big year for us we started the podcast um we were talking about it just a minute ago with the idea it actually came from uh, one of my friends he he co-hosted us uh, when the ladies were on uh, and uh, they did their podcast bill siever it was his it was actually his idea said, hey, I've been thinking about this. What do you guys think? You think it might work? And uh, it has worked. It's been it's been fun. It's been another way to connect. Um, we saw the transition of the original cast member, uh, Trevor Lovingood, took a, a campus pastor position at another church in Florida and so moved on to better and brighter days, I hope, for him. I hope that's been a good, a good thing for him. Uh, and we saw Jared come in. I think some of the topics that we've covered have been – Super interesting, and of course, while we're doing all of that, you know, we were in the middle of enormous transition in our own lives as we were working through the transition of a church that had had one senior pastor for the last 12 years, and now we are co-pastors here, and we started talking about, oh, I guess it was in February was the first meeting about the church plant. Is that March? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we're much. The days run together, don't they? I don't um, That's probably right we, because it was December a year ago that I called uh, the fellow out there on yeah. the road. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of interesting right. because that went. That went. I feel. I feel like that went at warp speed. You know that that went. We we st- you, to have your first meeting in February. I think we had another one in April, one in May, and we planted in September. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a little quick. Uh, you know, so in the middle of all of that at the church, you know, I was in charge of a, a fundraising campaign through Global Focus to raise a one-day 
offering to send you guys out. So that was crazy. We've been revisioning the church. I mean, it's been there's been a few things going on. Really has, and uh, it's been interesting to see how that transition has affected us, because no trans any change creates you know conflict. It creates uh, uncertainty. It creates fear, and uh, we've had a measure of all that, but not much. It's kind of been amazing. Uh, our people have basically said, "Look, if this is what the Lord's leading us to do, let's do it." And uh, it's been great. And and like you say, I woke up one day and I was a church planner after, you know, 44 years in ministry and never having done that, never really thought about doing that. Never, you know, people that periodically asked me to consider it. And I just said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. You know, I, I've always felt like I was a fixer, but it's been so exciting and so much fun uh, to see that happen. And at the same time, you know, just absolutely excruciating. Yeah. Because, you know, it you just put one foot in front of the other, and, uh, you know, one day you have 100 people there, and the next day you have 50, and then you have 70, and then it's all over the board. And we're still a gathering. We're not yet a church, so that's been interesting. But, you know, you know, uh, this year has kind of been interesting for a, a number of reasons, and we won't get into the politics of it, but Donald Trump, my goodness, uh, that's unbelievable, you know. I mean, you just say that name right there. Uh, it's a little surreal. Well, it is, and yeah. and you know the fact that that the fact that he got in uh, after the Obama administration. Obama was such a iconic figure in in uh, in America, and now this guy has come along to be our president, who totally confounds everybody, the press, his friends, his friends. Yeah, uh, you you know. Do, he, do you think we're done with the Clintons finally? Uh, well, I don't know. You know, you that, never know. That, they they seem to rise from the ashes. And you know, a big they may be back. A big story about uh, about all these uh, uh, sexual uh, harassment things going on in the country. Then you think about the uh, uh, Britain pulling out of the European Union, and you think about the upheaval and the terrorism that's been in the world. And then you think about natural disasters. I was uh, reading some information recently. Uh, just in America, they, it said that we might have 10, like, major storms, you know, whatever. We've had 11 or 13, something like that, this year. The wildfires out in California, uh, the natural destruction, the flooding in Houston and all this stuff. How do, you, how do we keep recovering from that? You know, how do you keep doing that? And it was just, it's just wave upon wave. This morning, uh, we got up to news that uh, – People had, you know, 26,000 acres suddenly caught fire in California. People have been, you know, evacuated and, you know, all these things going on, the chaos that's in, you know, that's that's in our world today. In the middle of that, we're asking people to, to consider, you know, uh, being missionaries, consider mm-hmm. starting churches, consider, uh, you know, uh, preparing for ministry, consider multiplying their ministries, uh, and we're doing more and more of that. We've done more of it in 2017. Uh, we've networked with people that we didn't know a year ago, and they've become friends and whatever. So it's been it's been interesting. It's funny when you think about this year with the eclipse and everything. I remember somebody asked me about, you know, in in the prophecies. I think it was Joel. You know, if 40 days when the sun when the sun is blotted out, 40 days of basically judgment fell, and what would that look like? And it wasn't long after that where a bunch of these natural disasters kind of came in, and I'm not one to 
I don't I don't jump on the prophecy bandwagon of all the time of trying to grab things from the Old Testament and yeah. make them perfect. I, I don't think America and Israel are quite the same. I, did I was that blasphemy? Maybe. Uh, you know, I, it's, for some people, they they still believe that when you read the Old Testament, read Israel, you should read George Washington instead of Abraham. Uh, Isaac and Jacob. I, I don't think that's correct, but you do take some of those things and you have to look at them and go, "Hmm, this is interesting." I tell you what. It, I tell you what it does. It reminds us as believers that we live in we live in a world that's seen and unseen. That's right. You know, we we discount that a lot. We as Christians, we don't really talk about uh, what's unseen very much, especially as Westerners. Well, we really don't. And. Uh, but I won't tell you what, it's, if you go anywhere else, there, there is a reality that people are very much aware of. And uh, Jesus was aware of it. Uh, the writers of the New Testament were aware of it. Uh, Paul writes, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Well, was he, was he speaking nonsense or crazy or was he yeah. speaking the truth? I think sometimes we think we're only fighting against flesh and blood. And then, you know, he talks about, uh, uh, the, the writer of Hebrews talks about, you know, these, this great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us. Uh, Jesus in the transfiguration, it just happened, you know. I mean, was Moses asleep and Elijah and then he woke up one day and came back? No, they're alive. And right. all of these things. And, and Paul writes about nothing that separates from the love of God, which is in Christ, angels, principalities, all these powers mm-hmm. and whatever. And then you couple that in with these natural disasters. It's more than just what can be explained. It's more than just yeah. the explanations of global warming or, you know, pollution or whatever else. And all that I'm sure is, you know, a part of it, but, but that's not all, all it is. We're, we're in spiritual, uh, we have spiritual issues that are universal that we don't often uh, acknowledge until one of these things happen or several happen. Mm-hmm. And we say, mm, well, maybe so maybe we ought to think about this a little differently. Yeah. I remember living in Daytona beach uh, in the summer of 98, maybe, and the wildfires were raging. And I remember Brother Bobby Welch preaching a sermon after a number of weeks when people finally started praying and started, mm-hmm. you know, why the fire? You know, and just that that idea that God uses all things. And these are, you know, we just had a team go down to do some restoration work in Texas uh, with that because you're able to step into people's lives. So. It's well, kind of that thing. So it's been a tumultuous year. It has, and uh, yet in the middle of it all, I mean, there have been mass shootings, there have been natural disasters, there have been, you know, crazy politics. There's been, you know, uh, revelations of things in people's lives that they probably didn't want to be revealed. But in the midst of it all, I mean, you know, uh, churches are flourishing, and uh, new church starts. I mean, uh, Christians are understanding that a legitimate witness is more than just religion. And people are searching right now, maybe maybe in a way, in a different way, but I was going to say in a way not seen before. That wouldn't exactly be the accurate statement, but I, I, people are really and truly searching. It's not hard to have a spiritual conversation. That's right. I just, I was thinking about as 2017 closes out, just some of the changes coming to my life, and one of the you know, it's it's it, if God's sovereign, then it can't be a disappointment. But it feels like a little bit of a disappointment is that some of the people that I have spent the most time with this year, yeah. trying to witness to and to build relationships with. I was at the gym the other day, and one of our one of the guys that I've been I mean spending a lot of time over the last year came up behind me, grabbed me in a bear hug, and said, "Hey, 
today's my last day working here. I'm moving, hmm. taking a new job, and you know, uh, I was just, I was disappointed in it, you know. And he and I have have broached that spiritual conversation, but I had opportunity to pray for him and the new start that he's going to have and whatnot. But it was a there were probably three or four relationships like that this year yeah. that uh, outside of God's providence, we won't cross paths again like that, you know, and that that's hard. You know, uh, the longer I live, the more I'm aware of what you just said, that life it really comes at you in seasons, and because of that, relationships come to you in seasons. Mm-hmm. And so we ought to be very mindful of the people we're relating to. They're going to pass away. They're going to move away. Uh, they're going to have other interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, they change maybe churches and we don't see them anymore. Uh, something happens in their lives. You know, they become uh, unmarried for whatever reason. Their spouse dies or they, they lose their marriage or whatever. And, and it just changes. It really does. Your friends kind of, kind of change. You know, the, or, or I'd say the people you're associating with, uh, you know, it, it changes. You get new friends. I certainly have this year, and I know you have. Mm-hmm. But then there are some of those that you just – uh, kind of go by the wayside, and it's a reminder. I'm always a little sad when it happens, but I'm always reminded that you got to redeem the time while you have it. Uh, you got to buy it up. And so, if you're going to speak to somebody about their uh, life, their salvation, you know, their whatever, you got to do it now because yeah. you might not get the opportunity later. Yeah, it's changing. I'm curious as we head into 2018, uh, what might be two or three things that you're thinking about in terms of not maybe new year's resolutions, but, uh, it's always a time to be thinking forward and planning out your year, anything personally or professionally or whatever that you're kind of thinking about that you want to implement for yourself this year. Well, one of the things that I'm thinking about, you know, 24 seven is, is the church plant Mm -hmm. and out there every Sunday. And we got a great group of people, but we, we really want to reach that community. We want to reach people for Christ. We want to reach people uh, who really would like to find a good community and church home. And uh, you're just really praying about, you know, what series to go in. You, you know how that is, uh, yep. doing that and, and thinking about that. Uh, when we think about family, one of the things that uh, your mom and I have been able to do recently is uh, take these little mini vacations or vacations where we can spend time together. And uh, you you know me in vacations, I get a little nervous thinking about it because I never have really liked them. Uh, but I love these, you know, where we can get together and think about that. We talk about our future a lot because, mm-hmm. you know, down the road, we don't know exactly what it is, but down the road. So I want to make sure that we, you know, are covered, are covered there. I think about you and your family and Marianne and her family, you know, what can we be to you guys and uh, that I think about people you know, that we're talking about right now. Uh, I'm doing a little more writing now, which is a, which is a blessed pain. Yeah. But you know, I'm doing it. I want to do more of that and see, see what happens. We're, we're training pastors doing all that. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I'd really like to play better golf this year. It's really the people I play with Hmm. that have affected me. And, uh, saying they're bringing you down. Oh, but you're not really rising Butch, to the Shorty, occasion. Jack, people like that. They're, mm. they're terrible golfers. I'm much better than they are. And they brought me down to their level. So I got to get better. Got to get there. Yeah. I think How I, about you? yeah, yeah I you? think I'm, you know, this year kind of just those life goals again, I want to read the Bible again. And that kind of goes to what you were talking about, the preparation and, and being ready. Uh, I've enjoyed reading that in different translations every year and just get into a different perspective. And, 
Uh, in fact, I just had uh, our administrative assistant bind up, spiral bind a, I don't know if it's a, like a 20-some-odd page document. When I read the Bible through two years ago, um, verses that just stood out, I highlighted them and emailed them to myself and composed them in a Word document. Mm, and I'm interested idea. to go back and look through those and see if there's a theme that emerges that needs to be preached about or you, you or know, whatnot. You know what I've discovered? I don't journal every day, but I, when I do my devotions, I've got a... I've got a, a journal mm-hmm. uh, under that. I, every night I read uh, Spurgeon, you know, mm-hmm. morning and evening. I'd read both of them at night. And periodically I'll just write something down or I'm reading something, I'll write something. I don't do it often. But it's amazing when I look back through that how many thoughts I had a year ago that I preached tomorrow. You mm-hmm. know, it's just amazing how God uh, puts that in your heart and you're not even aware of it. Yep. And so uh, feeding your soul is just so incredibly uh, important for Bible reading and uh, devotional reading, and just you know, reading not not for sermons, but reading you know not for pleasure, but reading for yep. spiritual uh, development. You're just trying to tie it all together, I think. I, and I'm you know that I think for that that kind of leads us into we're we're launching new vision in January at Judson, and excited about the direction that God is leading us as a church. Um, that process. I'm weary in it now that we've been in it over a year. Uh, I'm ready to be in the vision, not not in the preparation stage, you know, now. And we still have a, a lot to cover in, in the next three weeks uh, before we before we roll that out. So that's kind of exciting. But then I think one, one thing that is just kind of a, I guess what would be a late addition for me is just the idea of streamlining, streamlining some things into – a term that I heard recently, I don't know who coined it or whatnot, but the idea of shark habits, that uh, you can do something and in one bite it's done, you know, so what what would be an, an easy way to do that? You know, you make coffee before you go to bed, you turn off all your devices, you know, 30 minutes before you go to bed, sleep in a dark room. I mean, you know, just those kind of things preparation-wise, mm-hmm. if you open an email, you respond to the email, you don't let your inbox clog up. I mean, just trying to streamline some things uh, to be a little more efficient in some of those, kind of some of those things, I think. Well, time is uh, of a premium for all of us. You know, one thing I, I've thought about a lot, and we've talked about a lot, uh, as as the vision here is launched, one of the things that I want to pay more attention to is our, our missions. You know, what, what what's the next step for us uh, in missions? Where are we going to go with this? What's what What are new partners and opportunities and you know the exploration of that. I'm really uh, putting my mind around. Last year, I didn't didn't do so much of that. We talked about it, but I had to launch a church. But now I, I really want to do that. And I've had uh, I've just had a number of people. Uh, it's kind of been strange, so you have to pay attention to it. Number of people saying, "Would would you all ever consider uh, like uh, training? Uh, you know, like laymen and and." In ministry, so you give them Old Testament, New Testament, the theology, ministry training, and whatever else. And you know that was kind of reconfirmed at Thanksgiving when we were with you know the family and we were yep. talking to uh, one of the pastors in our family. And I thought, you know what? Well, may, boy, this is strange because people keep asking about that. Uh, could Judson do that? Could that? You know, we we want to be a a multiplying place. We want to yeah. start other churches and learning about that. That's where I am right now. I'm excited about that. Uh, I love to learn and love new ideas and you know, whatever. Thinking about thinking about those things and how to make things attractional at, at the same time of being very practical and you know very real and 
and uh, very good in that way. So these are opportunities that we have. Don't know where they'll go yet. No, for sure. I think that that's a, I think that's a wide open door for us, and I'm excited to see kind of where that goes. I hope that 2018 is a um, a banner year for the gathering. I hope it's a banner year for Judson uh, in terms of specifically the number of people we see baptized. That, that's a a real burden. Uh, our church was top 100 in the state in baptisms for the uh, Tennessee Baptist Convention, and we managed that distinction, and nothing, not taking away anything from that distinction, we managed that distinction by baptizing 36 people, and that just doesn't feel like enough. No, it's not enough. That's that's the, you know, I, th- I think that's, as, as we look forward, that's one of the things that we kind of both agree needs to really ratchet up here is a concern for things that really matter. You know, we just finishing the, the Christmas season and a couple of weeks ago in preaching uh, about what Christmas is, trying to move our people away from this the sentimentality I'd mentioned, you know, that the, the point of Christmas and, and what should kind of tear us up is not what Starbucks puts on their cups. That That's not the Christian response. Like, let's let's leave them to the coffee business and let's get about souls. It's all know, about and, wor- souls. and worry about that. I, I remember years ago Bobby Welch saying that uh, evangelism soul winning, as it used to be called, <laughs> was the – was the one cure for everything that was ailing your church. You know, that if you you were lacking in passion, soul winning. If you were lacking in discipleship, soul winning. If you were lacking in finances, soul winning. You know, uh, he, he used to just talk about that all the time. Whatever you feel like your problem is, soul winning will cover a multitude of sins. You know, uh, it's interesting, uh, and I believe that 100%. It's always about souls, only about souls, wherever they are. Years ago, I was with the the president, uh, former president of my seminary where I graduated from, I was a young pastor in my twenties. He had come to do a meeting in town in Richmond, Virginia. And, uh, we had, we had coffee with him one night after the service, he and his wife were staying in you know, a hotel there and we were talking and, uh, I, I don't know how it came up. I don't think I asked him, but my friend who was there, we were there with our wives and somehow the conversation came up like, you know what what do you do when you you don't know what to preach or what do you do when you just kind of tired of ministry you're kind of stuck i never will forget what he said he said you know there've been many many days i would be in my office and i'd be studying to get a get my sermon ready and said nothing would be coming he said i'd i'd i'd, I'd fool around with that till about thursday and he said if nothing happened on thursday he said i'd just close all the books uh, turn the lights off and said so i'd go down the street and knock on doors Start talking to people about their souls. He said that always cured uh, whatever blahs you yeah. know I've ever had. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it I think it works. You know, I, I periodically get so dry that way that I really pray, Lord, just please get me in front of somebody or give me a name, give me somebody that I can just uh, share with, and it 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 happens every time. Not sometimes, but it happens. You know. Uh, every time I remember uh, back in June, I was praying that just Lord, I'm just I'd love to see some people saved. We had a bunch of kids saved in Bible school, you yeah. know. It's just great, and so it's always about those souls. So I think if our hearts are are right there, and we can get our people, because you know what gets talked about gets done. So we'll just talk about it a little more this year. Yeah, we're gonna have to push for it. I think that the city needs it, the kingdom needs it, you know, and we just we want to we want to be a part of that. 
in whatever way that we can. I think one thing that uh, I'm looking forward to in this year is seeing how our preaching series comes out on Sunday evenings, like in James and Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just We had so much fun with bringing that uh, seminary professor in and uh, having him sort of lead us through these two books. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be interesting because I've never had that before. I yeah, enjoyed it. I, you know, yeah. I really enjoyed it and kind of thought, well, you know, I, I might not need this. And I don't know if I need it or not, but I sure enjoyed it. So I guess I did need it. It's a good refresher, I think, more than anything, because you see the scripture through a lens of someone else's eyes. You know, he, for those of you not at Judson or unfamiliar with this, we determined with the preaching load being very different this year that one of the things that we would do on Sunday nights. Uh, is that we would divide it so that no one person was getting hammered all the time because we still we still preach a different sermon on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then the teaching time on Wednesday night. Our current setup is that on Wednesday night, Gene leads teaching on Wednesday night, and then he preaches a gathering on Sunday morning. I do all the Sunday mornings here. And then on Sunday night, uh, if he preaches two in one month, I preach one, and then we brought our youth pastor along, and we're training him to preach, and... Then the next month, I'll preach two, Gene preach one, our youth pastor preach one. And so we brought a seminary professor in to spend a day with us just going through the books of Proverbs and James. And that's been, it was really refreshing for me. It was an exciting time. I think we all got different things out of it. And I, I feel like that the people have been, you know, pretty, respo- pretty responsive is what I would say to it uh, because it's been a, it's been a good time for them to hear the three different preaching voices. And I, that's always one of my fears is that after a while, nobody's listening to you and you sound like the Charlie Brown teacher. Wah, 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 well, wah, your wah, shout wah. becomes a whisper if you're not you know. careful. They've heard all the stories and you don't have any. One of my goals this year is to meet a lot of new people. Mm. Uh, that's the only way I know how to grow any church or any enterprise. I want to meet a lot of new people. I, I'm always fascinated by people. I'm really fascinated by strange people, which mm. my wife finds very disconcerting. But, Somebody that's just totally different from who I am. Uh, I'm absolutely fascinated by people like that. What makes them tick, and how we can reach into their lives. And uh, I'm looking forward to that uh, in this year. We met a, we met a lot of good people this year. We've had a lot of good experiences, not only at our church but in our family, and you know our two different families and all of that. Uh, we've had a lot of good uh, encounters with folks, you know, who've come along. I hope the best uh, for. Not only those of you who are listening to us this morning or this evening, whenever you're listening to it, I hope the best this year. I hope you'll live a spiritual life. And what I mean by that is to realize you're living in a world that's seen and unseen. And you can only, you can only live in that world by faith hmm. and faith in Jesus Christ. And uh, you're going to an unseen world. And we want you to go to the better part of that world. It's called heaven and not to the worst part of that world separated from God. And uh, we hope that this year has been good for you. We hope that next year won't be just a bunch of resolutions, but it'll be a real pursuit of God who'll give you opportunities, open up doorways for you, let you be introduced to new friends and new experiences, be a be a part of a church family and a community that builds your life and edifies you as you build others' lives and edify them uh, in, in what you do. And I hope you've enjoyed these podcasts this year as much as uh, Jeff and I and others who've been a part of it have enjoyed bringing them to you this year. So you got any parting thoughts there, Jeff, for this year? No, I would just say, you know, as you issue a challenge to you, if you haven't tackled some of the big things in your life, make 2018 the year that you do it. You know, 
open up your Bible January 1 and start reading. And uh, maybe you can't finish the whole Bible in a year. That's great. Read it in two years. Listen to the New Testament. I believe if you listen, I think it's 18 minutes a day, you can finish it in 40 days. So, I mean, there's some pretty great avenues out there for you. You know, uh, I would encourage all of us just to prioritize the time that we have with our families uh, to make sure that, you know, when we're there, we're really present. We're really focused in on what's happening with them and enjoying that because the time is passing quickly. And, you know, I would encourage you if there's something uh, in your health that needs to be addressed, you know, take care of it. Do do something about that. That's, that was just a reminder for me, even coming out of my annual physical this year, you know, just that uh, the body's the temple and you know, we certainly have medications today that weren't available to us at some time in the past, and we can take them. But a lot of times the reason we're taking them is because we didn't do something today. So if you have those opportunities, hit those big-ticket items in your life and be ready. Uh, I think January the 7th I'll be preaching a sermon that night called Living Happy, Healthy, and Holy out of Proverbs. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, it's been a good year. Hope the best for you uh, in the next year. And uh, continue to join us on the podcast. Tell your friends. If you have something you want us to talk about or address, please let us know. And so we'll just leave you today by saying Happy New Year.